0: Hi there, it's Ben Little and welcome to the Spirit of Sport. We play great songs and speak to some amazing figures in sport from the past and present. Our special guest this week, he's one of the most respected and well-known voices among Christian athletes across the country. Having been the sports chaplain with the Parramatta Eels for over 10 years, his work and dedication was finally recognized in 2017 where he was announced the recipient of the Michael Cronin Club Person of the Year. Wow. A tremendous award shown for his strong support towards the Parramatta Eels. And I'm so proud to call him a close friend of mine and a great friend of the Spirit of Sport. Tonight, my guest on the show, the Spirit of Sport, is sports chaplain George Dansey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spirit of Sport, George.
1: Oh, wow. What an intro. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for having me.
0: Oh, How, how do you feel, mate, <laughs> after an intro like that?
1: Uh no, I feel good. It feels good to just uh, reflect and see some of the things over the years that's happened. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's been really
0: good. Now you were one of the um the originals. Like after Tim Manner and myself took over from the faithful, amazing Jason Stevens, uh, you were one of one of our first on the show, weren't you? I was. I was, and
1: uh, the inaugural. First episode, and so that was I don't know how long ago that was, but um, I'm happy to, to tap back in every now and then and see how things are. So it's good, so it's progressing really well.
0: Yeah, it's, it's good, mate. To
1: see, uh, you're taking a, a sort of leadership role too now.
0: Yeah, we're, um, we're we're very interested in how the Parramatta Eels are going. Uh, we're interested in, in your thoughts on what's been happening around the, the well being space. Um, but yeah, Timmy Manor couldn't join us this week, he's off in Vegas, the poor darling. So, um, yeah, couldn't couldn't be on the show, so he's off in Vegas wheeling and dealing. What do you think about that, George?
1: <laughs> well, it's it's cool. it's called cool work, so he had to he had to work hard to get to Vegas, which is fine.
0: Yeah, a little bit of work, a little bit of pleasure. Yep, a little bit of fun. Now, now, mate, in our intro, we talked about the Michael Cronin Club Person of the Year award. Now, you you received this uh, this incredible award in two thousand and seventeen. Tell us a bit about um, what that what that award represents and what it what it meant to you.
1: I guess um, as a volunteer, I think it represents the going over and above um, the moral and ethics of the club, and I think well, Mick Cronin was obviously a well-known ambassador for the club, and so I think um, that award. Uh, it speaks for itself where there's a staff member or, or a, a volunteer that sort of represents and represents that DNA and that spirit of, of the EELS culture. And so I was actually quite humbled to get it in 2017. I didn't really expect it, but that was a big year, 2017. We've had probably the last, from 2017, 2016, 2015, we weren't doing so well. Right. We got uh, um, uh, points got stripped off us, I think, in 2017 or 2016. So there's there's there was a big transition over the last probably two years prior to that. So that was that was huge. And so I was involved, I was present in all of them, so um yeah, it was it was a big moment and big big couple of years actually.
0: Yeah, right. What um what what are some of the other people that have received that award over the years? Who got it like the year before you and the year after?
1: Uh there was a guy called Donnie who was He's still on staff there. He's he does all the water the logistics of it. Yeah. Um, uh last year or two years ago, actually last year, Laura Davidson, one of the, the EAs in the staff, got it. And the year before that was a was a physiotherapist, a med medical staff member. And then there was a couple of years back there was a guy called Luke Zamet, who we call him Tukey. He's been a volunteer for so for so long. He um he, he does a lot of stuff with the junior rugby league. So a lot of the guys spend their extra time Outside of their working hours, to help and build the club to what it is.
0: Yeah, you mentioned um, the Eels' culture and the Eels, the the spirit of the 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 club. There, what are what are some of those the, those values that the Eels' culture would be all about?
1: Uh, we want to make it a family club. We, we're always talking about it being a development club, right? Because our scope and our area is quite quite broad, and so we've got a lot of, lot of junior junior clubs in it within our region, and so we want to make a truly family club, a development club, but also it's an all-in, all so um, like a family vibe where, you know, we treat you as exactly the same as anyone else, and, um, and, the, and the culture of that club um, has developed over the years too, where, you know, we want to make you a better person. Yeah. Um, not, not no from a player, from a staff member to the organization. We just want to help and leave you in a better place. Have you
0: um have you found that's progressed o- over the years that you've been there that oh yeah. Yeah, the, the team uh, the the players or the staff after being involved with the club they leave they leave a, a better person or healthier person, so to speak?
1: Yeah, yeah. Totally, absolutely. Like knowing that what we've gone through over the last probably eight Eight years or so, um, you know, we've gone through uh, coming last with the wooden spoon, and then gone through a different transition. And so I think, you know, things get things get renewed, and uh, different um, styles of of, of, of leadership evolves as well. And I so definitely you've seen different progression, which is always good, and it's always evolving. But I think if we're in a better place now. Um, last year was was great because obviously got the grand, got the grand final, but I yeah. just think uh overall we've we've definitely improved on on that side of things.
0: And it seems like the kind of place you'd want to work where where the whole the whole intention is for you to, to improve and progress and not just as a player or staff member but but as a human in general.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, I didn't know this now that I'm sort of involved in elite sport. Like it's it's a really unique for a while, you sort of know the, the the DNA and the scope of how everything works, and it just it's people from the outside think it's a big world, but it's actually quite a small world. Yeah, Um, you know, pe- people are, you, there's a lot of people that you know um that, that's been involved um, in the game for so long, so you get to see more time whenever we play different teams, and you start to realise it's such a it's such a small world. But looking out from the outside in, that they think it's an old, it's a big world, but it's really small.
0: Yeah. I've, um, I've had the privilege of going to the training facility and catching up with you and some of the guys. And everyone's just so friendly and nice and, and hospitable. Um, what, what are some of the ways you guys have been able to facilitate that kind of you know, family culture?
1: Well, I, I, don't, I can't put a finger on it, but I just think the way we treat uh, a normal human being is probably the, probably the best way to describe it. It's like just mm. accept who, who the way they are, Everyone that comes in they're part of the family whether they're uh, just a posting and delivering or dropping off some some mail or a one of the family members that you know that, that comes in with their kid hoping to get signed so we treat mm. them like, I try to treat them exactly as, as their family and they're welcoming and so um I think that's from that's part of the DNA where we're trying to where well, we are doing it now And I think it's for me personally I think it's it's um, you know, a really driving force into what I want to achieve as a, as a chaplain, and just into the players and stuff, just to be comfortable in who you are.
0: Yeah, um, you you've been a chaplain, chaplain there since two thousand and eleven. Is that right? Correct. And your your role has also transitioned, and you have you have a couple of different hats now. Tell us a bit about what your what your title is and what your role is at the moment. Yeah.
1: Well. In the chaplain I was still am the chaplain, and yeah. so when COVID happened, we had to relocate to to Queensland. And if you can remember, like we all had to do two weeks quarantine, and and what a moment that was. Yeah. So um, everything was sort of caged up. And so 2021, the team was relocated to Gold Coast, and so I the the organisation asked me if I was um, if I wanted to fly up with all the partners of staff members and players mm. um and quarantine with them and sort of sort of look after them while they' are doing quarantine in the in the in the in the mindset of like once they finish we finish the quarantine, they can be with their family with the players yeah. and so I said yeah no that was there was a um like I didn't realize what I signed up for, but I'm so glad I did because then I realized what uh, what people don't really see behind the scenes in terms of just welfare and and well-being on not just players, but family, um, staff members, and just a holistic point of view. And I think um, that sort of opened the door to what I'm doing now as part of the welfare and education team, where I generally look after the, um, the top you know, New South Wales Cup and NRL squad. Yeah. And so whenever they're there training, I'm there just to check in on them to see how they're going um, and any support they need, either either education or or support that that on the first quarter of call.
0: Yeah. How many how many do you have on your team that are particularly devoted to to the welfare and education side of, of the athlete? How many How many on your welfare team?
1: Uh there's three. And yeah, you know, Paramount is one of the unique uh, clubs in the NRL where we actually you know have three staff members yeah other clubs probably have one right other clubs probably have two but we've got three and it's myself and auntie christie she looks after the, the girls program and and the uh junior pathways so, so like cool. uh, four or 15 16s to 19s 20s and then over the person that oversees that's david gower who's an ex-player that played for the club and um and he's 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 been involved in this space for a while, so he's a manager. And so, between the three of us, we sort of look after close to two hundred, maybe more, two hundred fifty players right. in the system. Um, yeah.
0: When when you speak about helping them out with education, um, tell us a bit about your intentions for the from the club's perspective in in helping them out with education, and what kind of what kind of things are they are they doing.
1: Well, like I said before, we want to leave them if they do decide to go somewhere else in a better place. And yeah. that uh, when they came in, so part of that, if they wanted to do any any uh, vocational study or any sort of extra skill work they want to do outside of training hours, I sort of assist that in helping um, them, whether it be a CERT 3 or CERT 4 in fitness or diploma in um, community service. Or just recently, we've just had uh, four. Four, three guys actually do a barbering course, and so right. they know they want to get their skills in barbering. So we've we've, we've found a uh, institution that sort of can do that, and are quite flexible with time. And so they were excited last week. So the you know, little things like that sort of gives a good win for the place because they're not it's not just um, about foot; it's more to do with life. And so some of these things that are presented it helps them become you know yeah a better better father, a better partner
0: yeah. Do you have much to do with the, um, the partners and the families?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah, I've seen them uh, on game days. They, they all come in. We, we generally have every, what, um, twice or three times a year just to get together. Um, and so that's, that's another part of the role It's just to make it feel, well, make known that we're here for the partners as well. Yeah. It's not just uh, for the, the players and coaching staff. But just so that they feel part of the, of a the club as much as they can, because obviously everyone's busy with kids and work yeah. and so forth.
0: Yeah. And how do you um how do you, you and the team show your your support for the the partners of of the players and the families?
1: Um. Well, this this we had a dinner at the start of the year. Yeah. Start of the year, we sort of had a dinner with all the partners. Um. They we introduced all the staff members there. And then Easter month uh we have we have a, every year we have an Easter Monday game and so the Easter Sunday we have a, all the partners come over with kids and have the an Easter bunny um treasure hunt. Yeah. Or Easter Easter Egg hunt. Um so they're all like good little community builders and connection points where we can touch both of the partners. And also every game every home game we have a, a section um, that's allocated to the partners and And then that's another part of it as well, just to see how they're going.
0: Yeah. You've been um, uh, working with the team for a long time now. And um, I I assume a big part of your role is support in, in the way that the players handle their relationships, their marriage, their partners. What are, over the years, what are, what are some, what are some things you've learned? So maybe some potential blind spots for the players uh, the the like that, you that you help them with and support them with. Like, say for instance, a player, a new player comes in, twenty two years old. You know, ha, has a partner, um, is is fresh and and green green to the you know the spotlight and all that. What kind of um, guidance are you giving him in regard to how he's handling his relationships and that? Yeah,
1: if if this is a young twenty year old, with a young partner. Um, well, obviously they're still trying to work it out. I guess this, yeah. no one really knows the no one really knows the, the right recipe for a perfect relationship. But you know I'd bring them over for dinner, introduce them to my wife and the kids. And so we've done that a couple of times this year. Yeah, um, I've actually got um, a couple of players that found out about it, got angry at me because I didn't invite them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and that's sort how of, the news is. so I'm just making them feel welcome and feel like they can sort of um, depend on on us outside. More so just getting that um authentic real love outside, you know, yeah. like dinners. If they um I remember a play years ago, um he asked he started dating his wife now. Yeah. And he asked me for just little tips of where to go for for um for places to go for his for a date. And yeah. so I gave him a couple of ones and twos and that yeah. was great. He loved it. Yeah. And, but that's all part of what you know. This is is just trying to help them along the way. If it's a relationship, if it's a relationship, that's fine. If it's uh, just trying to get some life skills, um, it's some life skills. If it's just more to do with just trying to fill in time because they're bored, yeah. So be it. So yeah. So it varies.
0: So and it's all just reinf- reinforcing that relationship building and that those yeah. authentic yeah. connections. Hey. Yeah. yeah well,
1: I, was- I when I started in twenty eleven, I really. Not many people knew until I, I. I felt like I sort of took me a year to do, to get that relationship, so developed that trust, developed that all that sort of authentic real, realness to it. So I feel like it's it's a good solid year to develop.
0: Yeah. <coughs> and um, yeah. It sounds like you had the intention of playing the long game, like with taking it at that at that speed. Um, are you are you glad you did that with the, the way you built the relationships, like that long, slow process to build trust?
1: Oh. The, this is one thing with elite sport. No matter where you are, no matter what sport it is, or it's an individual team sport, they um, this is what they want to know. They want to know who you are. What do you want from me? And and they're going to see how you how you're going to get it. You yeah. know. So I'm like I'm, I could do the complete opposite. Where I'm just here for you. I'm yeah. going to be as long as, 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 as long as I can to be around. And i I don't want anything from you. Because so they get that from. Every other person that they get in contact with, whether it be a photo or a jersey to be signed, or tickets, or whatever else, you know. And so, yeah. um, the long game is, you know, my intention. But I'm like, I don't even think about think what it. that. It's just more to do with just here for you. And and so you just build that trust. And uh, and then also being a chaplain, you sort of delve into relationships more, where the, where it's got to the point where I've actually married. Three or four of the of the partners uh, over the years, which which is which has been a great honour of mine. Yeah, and um, and so it's 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 and I've conducted a funeral for one of our staff members. Yeah, so you sort of get to see what you know the club really really knows the, the role that a chaplain does.
0: Yeah, yeah. and if there's a um, so you mentioned weddings and funerals, what other kind of things would you get called on for?
1: Um. Basically those two so far, what else was there? Like if there's like uh, a, a
0: tragedy or or something yeah, like yeah. that, do you get pulled in for that as well? Yeah. Yeah, or like, yeah over um, the
1: years I've, Yeah. Over the years I was just uh say family. Um what I think a young kid sort of was going through a bit of a hard time so we went and to some over to the family. Um and so just just to see him and see how he was going. So like little things like that, or if there's community um, projects or partnerships that we have that we go out and uh, at the Starlight Foundation. So we always go out to run McDonald House in, in Westmead. Yeah. Um, and so that's all part of the, you know, giving back to the community.
0: Yeah. So you've been involved since 2011. How did you originally get involved with the club?
1: Um... Yeah, good question. I was trying to find my own way in life, trying to figure out what I, what I want to do, and so I, I remember writing a bubble study that was two athletes that were playing professionally at the time, and and one of the athletes, PJ Marsh, he mentioned to me, "He goes, mate, I reckon you'd be good as a chaplain." Mm. I said, "What do you mean? I've never heard that word chaplain before." He goes, "No, no, we have," a, and he said, "Oh, he was playing at Parramatta at the time," and he said, "No, we've got a we've got a chaplain," and. um and I can see you doing this. And so, I, like, if you look back on it, that really spoke to me and it probably set something in, in my sort of passion and desire over the years. And so, mm-hmm. um, probably not long after, I looked into it and I did a course um, through Sports Chapel Australia There was a week course. So I did that. And then at that time, from two players that was in my Bible study group, it grew to about, you know, eight, nine, twelve, 12, and, and it's just so happened that one of the boys was Tim Manor back in Jersey Creek when he oh, was, cool. what, 1920. Yeah, and so And some of his teammates as well that came home from New Zealand. So um, I decided, oh, well, I'll go catch up with them for a coffee uh, near, near where they train. training. And I just was waiting in the hallway in their, head, in their headquarters at Parramatta, and their football manager just walked past and he mentioned, he said, are you George? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh. Yeah, some of the guys have been talking about you because our um, chaplain, he's transitioning and we're looking to get a chaplain. And so they were saying that you'd be perfect for it. And I thought, oh, great. And so um, I didn't know, like, that was pretty much my interview. (laughs) And we went from there, within a week or so, I I was the chaplain in Paramount Hills, or two, Well, yeah. So that was the start of it. And so... um, That's how we got to. So I was just basically, I was doing what I was doing before. Yeah. um, Before the title. So I had, um, you know, Charlie Tonga, PJ Marsh, and a close friend of mine who still works for the NRL called Steve Noda. Yeah. Um, They've been sort of um, guys that sort of, you know, pushed me without even knowing, like, to this, in this space and knowing what I was good at. Sometimes in life you sort of need someone that can help you in your strengths and know that this is where you'll flourish. And so... Uh, when you identify you you really struck a chord with So that's what happened to me.
0: Yeah, and did you get a job description or anything like that? What kind of, what kind of, <laughs> what, kind of did, what, would, what, <laughs> what kind of guidance did you get, or well, not much?
1: Uh, no, not really. To be honest, I yeah. just had um, with Gareth, the football manager at the time. He just gave me a um, what would you call it, like just an object, ob- object objective sheet where yeah. you know what. Things are the boundaries, pretty much, and so I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." I totally them, out." It all works, And we'll go from there. So I'll just, from then on, I was popping in at least twice, and on game day, you know, twice a week. And so that's that's the starting point, yeah, of um, where 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 I started to where it is now. Um, for
0: the, for those listening who aren't religious, just just give us a, a bit of an explanation as to what a chap a chaplain does for a professional rugby league club.
1: I guess you're there basically um, for moral support, anything to do with moral. But you know, so there'll be some players that be they've got a bit of a spiritual background that that they want. Yeah. This this year, for example, one of the players come up came up to me and started. He asked me we put him into a bubble study group. Yeah. And so if it's play it's play driven, um, then it, it it just works. And so right. we've we've had uh, about a group that we've every week we get together, and so that's. That's one side of being a chaplain. Is the other part of it is, you know, the unexpected where it's either an injury or uh, something happens and you just dare to actually give more support um, and that, any other support that happens. And so there's no clean, there's no one size fits all. It's it's different, different days when you when you head into the club. Um, some days you're thinking, oh, I just wasted my you know four or five hours, but actually not. Yeah, you're actually, there and your presence brings a lot if you don't if you don't realise, um, and sometimes um, you know we're used to as chaplains we're used to people coming up to us and knowing, but when when you're not getting talked to or people they're just watching, and I know I know that's happened with me specifically. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're just sitting on the stands for like four or five hours and thinking, what am I doing here? But yeah, um, you know, just you being there says a lot.
0: Are you involved with um, mentoring and supporting those players that aren't? religious
1: yeah yeah Under, oh you know, totally mate i'm like i'm not just there for the spiritual guys the guys yeah. that have of a faith i'm there for everyone whether it be you know the guy that's um you know come with uh, with you know with an atheist background or a person that has no no spiritual background they're all like i treat them as, as same as possible and find i try to find a common denominator where common interest whether it be camping whether it be um you know, whereas food or social media, whatever, just yeah. to, just to connect, and that's that's an easy way to do it. If people are out there thinking of how to how to connect with people or be a chaplet, easiest way is just to find a common denominator. Yeah, you've been quoted as
0: saying you believe you act as a sounding board for players. Um, what do you help, help hope to help players with in in their career when you are that
1: sounding board? Um, well, I've got three kids. And I, I feel like sometimes, you know, they some the players in their role. They they can impact so many, and they don't even know it. Mm. And so you know, like and so good or like bad as well. Yeah. Um. So they're just knowing that they have a really heavy and loud voice, so that they can they can speak into or even just by the life that they live. And so being a sounding board and basically just trying to help them and guide them along what I think is right, but also not only what I think is right, what's what's the right fit for that particular individual. Yeah. Um, and the best part of my role is I, I love catching up with some of the guys that are, are now married with kids that are retired. Right. Um, and just having that relationship. So just seeing how things have changed from where they were to where they are now. So like... When I say sounding board, I can't remember when I said that. But this mm-hmm. is sounding board, just to be a, 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 <clears throat> a, a yeah, a voice or a no, a rudder in, in, in a boat, just to steer them in the right direction.
0: Yeah, sounds like you find it quite um, fulfilling. Would you agree?
1: Anything else to do? Oh, this is what I know. This is I said the other day. I said to someone the other day. This, I'm just staying in my lane. So that's what mm. I've done the whole time. And for, yeah, fulfillment, I feel um drive, passion. Um, you know, I'm, i I get up and I I still think is this worth? where I'm actually catching up and you know, just checking in on, on players and so yeah, it's definitely um rewarding knowing that you're helping someone, not just like I'm not talking football, I'm talking about in life. Yeah. Or sport, you know.
0: Now mate, the the mighty eels um suffered uh, a bit of a loss last weekend. Um, tell us a bit about how you felt <laughs> felt about that.
1: Oh, oh, well, we did have we did have some people out, so that's not an excuse. But we did have some people out. But I think yeah, know, did you guys have yeah four all, people out? Was it four in the end? Uh, yes, I know oh, we had three, 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 Yeah, yeah. Catherine, and and Reg. Yeah. Um, so we had three, three. Three people out in, yeah. in key positions too. Yeah. Uh, like in the, that's the thing. I'm a win, a win or loss doesn't really like in my role. It's it's whatever. Mm. So I can't really not like, a win or loss is all. I've got to take that in regardless, and so I've got to plan the week on based on um, the previous week of win or loss. So I've got to desensitize to the emotion behind win and loss. So yeah. like, in the role, you've just got to be ready. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean it's hard. It's definitely hard. It's definitely hard when you're losing. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely easier when you're winning, too. Right. And so you just got to find that, that balance. And like this week has been, so far, has been a great week after the, the loss on Saturday. Yeah. Prior to that, we had five wins in a row, too. So that we were riding yeah. higher, too. So, yeah, you take the emotional ride with it as well. Like, right? you can be um, in that elite sport, which is another thing I've figured out, too, that... Not just the players ride that emotional um, boiling boiling pot yeah. whether they win or loss, but you know, the, the family ride it as well, and the club does, the staff does, so everyone is involved with. So being a chaplain also you sort of can <clears throat> be a sort of a, a calming spirit around the place if things aren't going too well, but also be uh, an encourager when things are going well too. Yeah, is that how you lead through it
0: with with just? Bringing perspective, keeping it calm. What what yeah, kind, what kind yeah. of things are you doing to to uh, lead the club in those times of loss?
1: Yeah, no, I'm just just reiterating the reiterating the, the true things in life. I guess mm. like um, you know like. I, the, the players actually say when they have kids come in the sheds, like it just changes everything.
0: Yeah,
1: it puts everything in perspective. with the family comes, because you know, like you just lost the game.
0: Yeah,
1: and then the family comes in there and just goes, you know, I'm bad. You know, I changed that perspective. That loss is gone, and so they they build towards the next week. But I see that a lot, and it it, it definitely ch- does change the perspective. And that's not the man say it's hard. I mean, it's easy, but um, like for me, I come home and uh, it, it's the kids don't. Don't care always. The kids want to know if you're just dad and want to play with them, you know. So that just yeah. changes automatically as well.
0: Yeah. You've um, Parramatta's had some success last year with the the women's team, um, making the grand final. How's it been having the the women's take a more a prominent position in 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 rugby league?
1: Yeah, I was speaking to someone today. about Like, I feel like the women in, in sport. Overall, in sport, involvement has, has grown, and I think it, with the NRLW program, the NRL has, has progressed. We've got uh, some new clubs in this year in the NRLW, so so the women's program is definitely going to be. Uh, it's it's the engagement's been big, huge, more involvement, and so the awareness is growing, and I think it's great. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and so we have only Chris at the here <clears throat> with all the other wells welfare side of things. Um, we, we, we I see some of the, the players that come in, Maybe the workshop a couple of weeks ago, just touching and base and introduce ourselves as, as our as any support network. So um, it's definitely it's definitely another avenue. I didn't realise how quickly it would grow, but it's definitely growing.
0: Yeah. And you reckon you got, the girls could get the grand final this year, maybe?
1: Oh, it's... it's well, it's only a nine-week comp. Yeah, It's right. only nine weeks. Yeah, so... Um, I can't remember how many games we won or lost last last year to make the grand final, but but now that it's three, three new teams it makes it more difficult. But because it's a shorter period of um so they've got to start well and we've got a really good yeah, we've really got a mix of um senior and, and youth in our women's team, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, mate, you are a true blue blue supporter. Uh how did how did you feel <laughs> yeah. uh game through game three, just the the performance of the the mighty blues.
1: Yeah, I woke up this morning a bit. You know, shoulders back, I can breathe because <laughs> you know, like we we lost the series, but we won the last one, the last yeah. game. So I was actually quite impressed how we played last night. Now, everyone played well, and um, I just think, yeah, it was good. Good turnout to the crowd. Yeah, I think it was. If it was three it would been probably a different story. But I felt like um, um, winning last night, sort of. Puts puts everyone in New South Wales in good stead today and the rest of
0: the year. Yeah, I think last night was just such an entertaining game to watch. Like yeah, you, yeah. you could really hear the crowd, and then you know lots of lots of tries scored, lots of lots of drama. Uh, it was great.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can hear the crowd through the TV too. The crowd was yeah. involved as well.
0: Yeah, looked awesome. A massive crowd too. Yeah. Now, um, how are you guys um, engaging with? the the juniors coming through and how do how do you support them and you know encourage them on on their pathways?
1: Well, in our Jersey league, um competition, which is under twenty ones, so I've got a chaplain there as well. His name's Jerry Holdsworth, and so
0: yeah, right,
1: um, so we we're like we're trying to help as, as best we can with, with the system that we've got, and so he's been good. He's been there for two years, and so. He, well, we haven't caught up really in the last couple of months, but we, we just touch base whenever we can to see how things are going. And for him too, it's like this is a space that he wants he wants to get into. Um, over the years, we've had other guys that have helped out and have gone on to become welfare officers in different areas. Right. And so this is a good good space for people to to assist and support him. So that's the Jersey flag. and then we've got um, under Christie who looks after the younger, younger guys, which is the under sixteen and under. In, in, in welfare and in education so um, knowing that we've got the support there makes I remember a parent coming up to me in my son son's game because her she's got three boys and her one of the older boys come up to me and she said you know what I really I really like what Pamela is doing and I said oh what do you mean she goes, well, I've got a phone call from um, uh, the uh, auntie Chrissy and talking about like, we just, we, I'm introducing yourself. This is what we do. If there's anything, you call me and we're here for you too. She goes, I really love that. That really cemented, just makes, it makes me as a parent knowing that he's going to be looked after in, in, when he comes to training or whatever happens, you know? Yeah. And so that was a, you know, it was a positive uh, feedback from just a normal parent.
0: Yeah. As I, um, as a chaplain, in essence, you're there to, you know, serve God or to represent represent God. Uh, I don't know. You can speak to that. Um, what are what are some of the ways that you feel like uh, you you play that role in, in at that club?
1: Yeah, um, I, funny you say that because I actually I don't remember even talking about Jesus or God ever. Right. Um. In the last, well, since I've been there, yeah. If, if there's anything, it's probably during weddings or whatever. But yeah. nothing, nothing about talking about Jesus or God. So for me, it's just trying to trying to be myself and knowing, knowing what the environment that I'm in and how to actually bridge that gap and just show show who I am, the real person that I am. I'm not this because obviously people have a Misconception idea of what a chaplain does. Uh, he's got a, a white collar and he's got a cross yeah. chain or whatever. You know, so I'm just if I'm just being normal and they think I'm normal and he's actually not bad and they can see through that, then I've done my job. Yeah. I've planted that seed. That's, that's on the minimum well, end of the scale. And the other scales are just there to be an encourager. I'm always there just to be, I'm not just there for the players, but I'm there for the staff members, for the grounds. Like people see that. Yeah, and um, they go, oh, well, this guy's actually quite genuine because you know they can pick agendas real quick in this, in this environment too because they know they can pick them straight away. Yeah, and so like you're talking about showing God or or Jesus or whatever, that's practically um, what I I do, and hopefully that it works because the other thing is like why why I use words? You know, like they'll rather use see how your life sort of. Lives out and how you live your life because they're really watching anyway. Yeah, let them judge for themselves, you know. And then through that, then real work begins. Yeah. How does um?
0: How does how do, how does a well-being catch up with with George Danzig? Go give us give us a bit of insight there. What are what are some of the tips and the pointers that we we can take away tonight?
1: <laughs> the well-being. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Like, how, do, how does it? How when you're it catching go? up
0: with players, what? are, what are the... <laughs> Some of the questions you're asking, is, okay. is there any practices that you're you're encouraging okay. them to do?
1: Okay, first of all, that has to be in a cafe, in a place where they're comfortable, where there's okay. food involved. It has to be food, get coffee the food. or food. Yes. Get the food. Food yep. is paramount. Come on. So you get the food, you get a coffee, you talk about the day. Or you talk about, just talk about, you know, that has um, life going yeah. Where do you see Ben? Where do you see Ben Little in five years? Let's start there.
0: <laughs> yep, good. Let's start there, it. and we'll I'm work our it. way back.
1: Yeah, and then we'll just go okay. And then you can, you can from then on, you can pick little things here and there. That get oh, okay. Let's work on. Um, you know how you said that you want to do this. Let's. What do you mean by that? Yeah. When you broaden brought, brought it up, and then you just discover oh, actually he loves a bit of creativity. Oh, yeah. let's have a look at what sort of things we can do. So. My first thing, so I personally is trying to have a make it an environment where it's where it's you know, like laid back, chill. Yeah. 'Cause you'd be amazed when when that is and in the Bible obviously everything was done um, with food. Right. Bacon or bread, you know. Yeah. In community. And so yeah. yeah. Correct. And so basically if you create that environment wherever it is, it you know a slice of limit of what you can do and what you can say. Yeah. Or maybe what you can't, can not say too.
0: Yeah, yeah. You kind of learn about the, the 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 person and find different ways that you can, you know, help them, yeah, support yeah. them, encourage them. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um. Now, what about you? With your kids, um, how many kids you got? Are they are they are they playing footy? What are, What are they doing?
1: Yeah, we've got three kids. Josiah is twelve. Ivy's ten, and Lennox is five. Come on, they're all playing sport. They're all actually playing league as well, nice. uh, the girl plays, Ivy plays league tag, so it's just tag and Lenny does league tag as well so,
0: yeah.
1: I mean they're enjoying the sport the sport obviously brings, now I'm just realising, like sport does a lot of skills and 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 um, you know, life skills, brings a lot of life skills for the kids that I didn't realise, I grew up playing sports too, so yeah. they're going to be doing sport in winter and summer um, got, got one wife and she's a teacher at TAFE, <laughs> yeah just the and, one. and so she's just no one mate, <laughs> and 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 so that's that's been keeping us busy at the time. And so we're 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 done with three.
0: Yeah,
1: happy with my my girl, and so we're just we're just you know the matrix in life from the week to week, and day to day. So we're just one day different to the other. Yeah. So I'm just finding times of uh, where I can breathe and get my wellness up to scratch if I need to go for a walk or if I need to stop eating (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or if I need to we've got a dog too so um, yeah every now and then we mix it up a bit yeah
0: what are what are some of the values um, around footy and your kids engagement with the footy programs that you're trying to instill in your children
1: engagement okay I just think the I think I always tell my my kids make sure when they finish because I'm just dad. I'm not, you know. Right. Some parents know who I, what I do. I'm just dad on the sideline. I'm. I do help out my daughter's coaching. Yeah. Um, as a like just a run on the field, but I want to instill with them some good values in terms of, um, you know, going up to the coach and saying thank you for training us, thank you, coach, thank yeah. you. Um, you know, or packing up the the equipment when they're because all that sort of stuff helps them with life skills, they go. As they grow, as they grow, and they, you know, like for a job interview, if you're if you're well managed you, to me, in my opinion, when you're well managed, you're going to go on a job interview. You're pretty much halfway there, of getting yeah. the job because you've got you the eye contact, you've got the manners, you've got the, um, just the body language. Mm. And so those are those little small little things that sort of I see anyway. Yeah. That um, at a young age I could sort of develop.
0: Yeah, there's just so many life lessons that you can you can teach your kids through through sport yeah Those yeah so good for their yeah. development hey yeah yeah well well george danzy it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today i know i speak for timmy uh when i say we uh we appreciate you we're we're inspired by you and uh we're, we're excited to see what the next few years has in store for george danzy and the danzy family now,
1: i appreciate the SEM family and to you and timmy and so Well done, guys. Keep it up. I'm always listening every week. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thank you.